0: So, we are here live in Portland, with unedited Portland, live with my friends. Today I have my friend, Nick Nick Baird, who simulcasted his name this time. And uh, he is of the writing community here in Portland, of the, the comedy scene here in Portland. And uh, currently he's got a laptop opening, so he's working as we speak. So, uh, Nick... I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you've listened to an episode. There's been 25 of them? 26? I don't keep track. Um, (laughs) But every time I start the show with the exact same question, which is, Mr. Nick Baird, are you originally from Portland? Which is commonly the case. So, Mr. Nick Baird... (laughs) So, and we started off again with Seeds Water Pumpany featuring uh, Anthony B., which I've done three times in the 26 episodes because it's a good beat and it starts off with a really kind of upbeat beginning, so I like to use it. Um, so if you're not from Portland, where are you from? I am uh, uh, it's not like a long away, way, but I'm from Oregon. Okay. Uh, That's a reasonably different type of town. Okay. And is that based on the culture? They've got organic food stuff and music scene and that kind of thing? Or why Why are they mini Portland? I think it's um, because uh, our state doesn't have a lot of things to look up to. If Portland is Little Beirut, is Bend Micro Beirut? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out of there. That's according to George Bush. Didn't George Bush call us Little Beirut at one point? That's like a. Yeah, during like 2002. Like we were like part of the. I don't know. If you're not with him, you're against him and he thought Portland was against him, so we were basically little Beirut.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually I, I might have had a problem with him at the time. At this point in time, he's just an old dude, so I don't even feel bad, you know, I'm like whatever.
1: Oh, def- <laughs> don't you like you feel bad when
0: you see him in these days? Oh definitely Or or any news story that comes out about him, like that whole weird painting thing, like his very depressing paintings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I know
0: more than that, Right it's just like Well Getting back to you en- Enough about the G-dubs oh, You know I mean <laughs> hey I I, Every time I talk to you I feel like it's just George, George Bush brr 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 Every time, although <laughs> I've only seen you once in the last, like, six months. But uh, I'm sure we brought up George Bush. Uh, actually, we didn't. <laughs> Going back to you. So, you're from Bend. Uh, and you were saying it's kind of like Portland. Uh, how long did you spend there before you came out here? I mean, were you did you graduate high school in Bend? or you uh, d- Did you experiment with school out there? I, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great big thing. I experimented with school. <laughs> the most apt description of somebody who doesn't uh, do well. At it. Okay. Okay, Is what's the college that's local to the uh, Bend area? It's, uh, it's called
1: Central
0: Oregon Community College. Okay. Uh, which is Cock- <laughs> and we call it the Rock. <laughs> was it near a rock or it was it on a hill? or? It was on a hill, a rocky hill. A rocky hill. A rocky terrain. Okay. So the Rock is where you were educated. <laughs> and for all listeners, it's an explicit podcast on iTunes, therefore we don't have to give any type of disclaimer. It's, it's <laughs> Right. No, it and if you suck at it then you suck the at cock. cock. Yeah. yeah. No, I
1: suck at cock. <laughs> I went to
0: cock. I sadly teared up and left cock. <laughs> so you didn't get the two year degree that they were attempting to offer? I didn't. Or That's that. I, I, I took to me, it took me it took it took me four and a half to get one from PCC, So which is Pick. So I went to Pick. <laughs> and I didn't pick it up right away I really didn't I, It took a lot of time to pick at it and then eventually they were like here's a degree you can leave and I'm like I can leave now that's ridiculous like yeah you can go to a higher learning institution and I was just like oh I should go get high so I spent a few years trying that and then I figured out they meant go to a, a four-year accredited school and went to piss you so I went to piss you for a while and uh yeah got my degree last year so there you go and now I'm not using it and working at a pizza place. Just like my mom always wanted. I think that's... I joined the Alumni Association of PSU. Uh-huh. And i pretty sure that you can get a profile on there. Yeah. Okay, the Alumni Association of PSU. Like, that's seriously a pyramid scheme, right? Like, I get emails from them constantly reminding me that, hey, we could donate, and like there was a photo of a green bike in the last email I got from them, and I have no idea what the significance of it is. I don't read alumni emails, because they're always just asking for money. It's never like, hey, come to this barbecue, we need you here, poly size student who had a 3.4. No, it's always like, hey, you left, now do you want to give us some money? Pay, Pay. Yeah. yeah. And yet... The same s- institution didn't let me into grad school recently, so I was offering to give them money for said higher learning, and they said no, so now I'm like, screw you, alumni. I, I, I don't know if I could um, go to grad school. I don't know if I could go back. It, it hurts. It pained me. I stayed too long Right. I stayed a severe You know, if I could do it, I would only take spring terms. Because the ladies come on campus, they've shed all these hoodies they wear the rest of the term. That's really depressing. You're already getting C's or, or low B's and and you're just can't you just can not you can not handle it that everyone around you just looks like they're like fell out of some Wes Craven movie, you know. And uh and then uh now, you know, springtime and even summer term, they shed all those worries and doubts in clothing and clothing and I'm like I'm amplified, ready to learn, you know. Let's partner up, let's get in groups. <laughs> there <laughs> the one that the, the news interviews when there's some random rape attack going on in the building because that recently happened and it was post-finals week and there was literally like two people on campus and they're like hey you over here tell us about rape well I mean it's a depressing thing like I guess I guess you're right I'm i am i make I make show about comedy, and then there's this whole like underlying thing about how rape and comedy is bad <laughs> <laughs> I know we <laughs> indeed yeah um well okay that this is all t- derailed completely, you know, like Max trains occasionally no um, and uh I want to get back to Bend because i need to I need to bring the Nick Baird from Bend to Portland to bring up Portland to move on with this podcast so. So, you, you didn't graduate. When did you leave Bend? Like, how old were you? What time of year was it? Okay, so I can't, I, I don't have, um, what drew you here? I don't have a memory that's great,
2: so let's just. I'm not gonna be like a specific
0: name. You can totally fucking make it up, as no, far as no, I'm no, concerned. I mean, no, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> Right, is, uh, the science of acting. The science of acting? Yeah, Do, there's a no lab for that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's <a> lab. the same
1: thing.
0: Right, yes. Or uh, as Daniel Tosh would put it, uh, giving dolphins boners or something like that. He always talks about animals. And Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and now, not to bring up comedy gossip, but she recently broke up with Ian Carmel. I didn't know that. Yeah, they were dating for a while. I didn't. And then I went to Ian Carmel's show, and he did a joke that he's done in jest as of relationships, but then uh, gave this one a prologue of recently broke up with my girlfriend who always won every argument, and here's why. And then he went to the joke he's always done. Where he says that she claimed, uh, "You're looking at me like a book, but you're only looking at the cover. Why don't you look inside and check some of these chapters out?" And he's like, "That's why she always won because she always has the better analogies." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's like, "You're, you're, I'm like Mario, and you're like." Uh, a box with a question mark on, or I'm a box with a question mark on it, and you're like Mario, and you don't even know what's inside me. I could be a flower, I could be a star, I could be a mushroom, I could be a green mushroom. I'm just saying, there's tons of mushrooms in here you don't even know about. I don't know. It was, I, I, I'm biting Ian Carmel. the metaphor,
1: I'm
0: assuming that a lot of amazing things Yeah, I mean, I, I wish them both the best. I think they're both hilarious people. And I know, I know, Ian's uh, soon to leave. He's the only person who's canceled twice, postponed once, and not responded recently. He's such a busy guy. Oh no! And he's he's tying up all his loose ends in Portland, and and so I hope to be one of those. He has he has adamantly in person told me that he wants to be on the show. So I I take that as it's worth and hope that one day he is on. I feel that if he listens <laughs> to this. If you like George Bush and rape, you'll love the comedy stylings of Mikhail's podcast. <laughs> and his, that's where he's, he's going to LA. Just wait, just wait, just put it out there. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I met back then. Okay.
1: Okay. She came down to to visit. And she told me she's like, You should you, should, uh, you should do some comedy. You should go take some acting classes and you should get you should get into that. I like, That's a, thank you. That's amazing, you know, it was really it was like a huge
2: it's a huge moment for me, I guess. I mean it, it was one of the first moments where I had um I felt like supporting. It's like, Oh this is great and I had a great time making her laugh and I think it was the first time you when you were in front of a crowd or something. Right.
0: For me, it's so much like a drug because it starts off awesome. It hits some form of peak. And then there's this point where I'm unaware of most of what I'm doing and I'm probably failing at it. So it's like, it's I don't do a lot of hard drugs. You know, I've uh, I've dabbled in the greens and I drink a lot. But I don't do any of the white stuff or the fast stuff. A lot of people see me and they're like, oh, this guy's animated, he's on something. And I'm like, no, I'm just high on life, which is not even true. I'm just fucking depressed all the time and i like, hide behind this shell of being super positive but when, I, when I'm trying to do comedy in front of people I get this vibe and I will always take it beyond where it should go okay. to the point where everyone who is happy with me just wants me to leave and so that's why I don't do any like stage present stuff or I don't do open mics because I know it'll just be me failing over and over by the fourth or fifth minute you know because I'll get that laugh in- injection in my arm tied off you know and then, uh, and then I, I I'm high on heroin now, you know, as opposed to just being. That's, I mean, that's
1: a good way to look
0: yeah, if get if, if I could perform comedy like Bong Rips and just do it occasionally when need be, I would be hilarious.
1: Yeah, let's Next
0: do this. I'll shotgun one beer. I'm not trying to do the whole rack, you know, like let's yeah, exactly. But so you met her, she gave you inspiration uh at uh, okay, class? Where where was this acting class? This acting class was at Tom. That was a- <laughs>
2: I'm here, this is what I'm supposed to do, and uh, he did, he took me
0: out for like one, one like little tour, my first, first show was like a road tour around Oregon, these guys were uh, road comics. Wow, so this, uh I've had Richie Stratton on the show, it's one of the similar things to him, is his early years in comedy, he became a road comic, and he was like, I'm already staying in hotels, and I'm in some city in Utah, and I'm doing comedy the next night, I don't <laughs> uh, a You've never shown me this side i He's always yeah, been yeah. rough and gruff with me so But that's cool uh, <laughs> So they,
2: they were really nice to me And they took me out I was like, that's I'm
1: dumb. This is, this is what I'm doing I was bombing Like They are <laughs> like, go open for us Go take the bullet
0: like, Yeah, go take the bullet and then Hey folks, that's Nick Barrett Anything's better than that Next yeah, up, yeah. a drunken homeless guy <laughs> uh, The homeless guy was a broker on Yeah <laughs> 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 I don't know if you've seen the LA comedy scene. Half of it is drunk homeless people. <laughs> what, is, what is homeless? I don't, I don't know. know. You're right. I guess I consider living in a car homeless, which technically is kind of wrong. You have an address. It's whatever <laughs> corner and street you're parked on. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So I worked at UPS store, formerly mailboxes, etc. Half of our clientele were completely homeless. We were their address, and they were running faux businesses. There was faux relationships. There was, you know, when you're getting your alimony checks and you don't want your current wife to know that you were married or still are, you get a P.O. box. So it was the... Do you know there's a UPS store, like, I don't know, right next to uh, campus? And it cracks me up every time I go to school because I'm just like, I wonder what crazy people have boxes here. Because when I worked at the UPS store, it was a lot of crazy people. UPS store. Because we don't care if you're crazy. Just pay your rent on time. (laughs) And it's hardly associated with UPS. It's actually still, its whole backlog system is MBE which is mailboxes, et cetera. So it's literally just a front that UPS bought threw their logo on, and they don't even give a shit about it. So they don't even know that this whole faux operation is running. (laughs) Um, Essentially, behind the the thing, yeah. And then uh, the funny part is... um, the, I can't I can't diverge clientele, because that's illegal. I've also worked in hospitals, so I have a lot of that information I can't divulge. But I could tell you that a certain nudie magazine that's local to Portland that illustrates every strip club in Portland utilized our boxes for a while. So if you know what that is, then that's on you. I didn't tell you. Anyway, UPS store, great for faux... F- Indeed. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, actually, since Craigslist had to shut down that whole casual encounter thing, it's like maybe mailbox maybe snail mail is coming back, but only for prostitution purposes. It's it's true. I, I I I wish I could tell you half the people that walked in because there are people that you would be I, I you would recognize their name and you'd be like, why did they have a mailbox? And I'd be like, can't tell you. Like, it's the same thing with the hospital. I got phone calls with people that were, like, super famous in the area and had the strangest conditions or problems, and it's, like, never going to be told to anybody because it's completely federally illegal. I signed documentation for life that's uh, HIPAA compliant, so Health Information Privacy Act. It was signed in by Clinton in 1996. Okay, this is taking a weird turn. I don't typically drop HIPAA instructions, but I I do want everyone to know that I follow them completely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what got you off the cock? I'd say that uh wanting to perform. Anytime was working I uh Yeah, done these open mics. You did I did a couple of open mics, I did a couple of shows, a couple. Not that many even many. Four tops. You weren't, you weren't just listening to that Beck song? It was actually describing the open mic scene? It was actually describing the open mic scene? There's one, one microphone and no turntables. Okay. <laughs> That's where it's at. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, uh, I, I broke my... Uh, I'm going to put this out. This is one of my big things that like life changed in my life. I
2: broke my back between my first acting class and my
0: second acting class. Dang. Uh, so I had this moment in my life... Metaphorically or actually? I mean, well... <laughs> it's slightly between just compression... Yeah. Okay. All of those. Back to that HIPAA thing, you know. I, I, had, I had all this information. You're giving it out there, so it's fine. You can give your own health information out. That's fine. Yeah,
1: but I did that. I got a motorcycle accident a and you know, like the first
2: riding
0: motorcycle, became a Well, you know where you were dumb. Uh, when you got on the motorcycle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is an activity that says. Eh, my crash sometime but I'm okay with it and then you crash and you're like that was kind of (laughs) dumb it's fun for like what a week to every crash like I don't know I had a
2: tree
0: I I hit a tree going 60 on skis when I was 15 hurt my back and I've never skied since well if you're going down a double diamond shoot at top speed on atomic skis that are waxed to supreme and you don't make a single turn, 60 is probably the low bar. My dad was from Colorado. He trained me to ski when I was three. So from three till my ski injury, I was like a ski bot. I was probably that tree in Canada when I was 15 that ended that and now I'm the. I'm the I'm the Tiger Woods of snowboarding now meaning I'm losing all my money to other women and I'm banging waitresses whenever I can. <laughs> That's so bad. And I'm awful at golf. No. <laughs> okay, that was bad. Um, so you got to Portland, which is the key. So I always tell everybody there's an invisible character, guest, whatever, on the show called Portland. The show is actually about Portland. It's about the people I know from living in Portland and their characteristics and how they got to Portland. I call you all talented Portlanders, you know, despite whatever your talents are, whether you're a bartender, a bouncer, a comedian, a musician, an out-of-work, any of the above. And, uh, and, and so you, you made it to Portland, which is the other character... When you got here, was it everything you expected? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think Portland ate me up for
2: a lot of years. It, uh, it was really tough. It was really tough. I had no idea. I, was, I, came from a small, I came from a smaller town, in a sense, but I also came from a, a small and close family, which nobody moved away. I was the only one. And uh, it was a huge shock to my system. We like were the most. There were homeless people here, like real homeless people. Right. And Okay. Like I, uh, at the other day, I just got, I literally got curps, cursed, 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 cursed <laughs> by a gypsy. Uh, I don't know if that was true, but I was on a corner and at a bus stop, and a woman started screaming at me in a language I don't know. And I don't know that language, but somewhere in like Basil Gangley or something, Neuron started firing a million miles an hour, saying, Oh, that's a gypsy language. She is cursing you. And uh I had to. No, this is your bus stop now. You get this bus stop. This is yours. I'm walking <laughs> away. <laughs> uh, after she like this, I I, I tried <coughs> to a in my face. So that's the difference. The bend is unlike Portland, mainly for homeless people. that like the grand scale, I know it's a small city now that
0: I've been here. It's gotten really small, but it's it's uh it was huge. It was a huge shock to my system. Right. Uh, I moved here in 2000. Came from a school where I graduated with 88 kids. Um, I ran away because everyone that I knew that I was proud of or played sports with or, or, or admired were into meth. Meth had become big, uh, or they were, or they were uh, not parenting children that they had sired, or they were parenting children they were sired, and they were high on meth. And, and escaping my hometown was actually in a form success. And so a month from graduation, I moved to Portland by myself, sight unseen. Um, and, uh, and, and same thing. Um, immediately, holy shit, I'm living in a city, you know, I can buy ice cream at 11 o'clock at night. Blew my mind. Everything in my city closed by 9.30, you know, the whole town was like shut down. There might have been like one grocery store open till like 10, you know, but like I can buy ice cream at 11 o'clock half through the city, anywhere, you know. That was a big deal when you're 18 because beer was a big deal in my life, but it was like shoulder tap on Friday night and spend too much money on a six pack of Corona, you know, from a homeless person because they needed the extra eight bucks that they took from you to get the Corona. But, you know, like that was, that was when I moved here. I wish, I
2: mean, I, I still feel like the city shuts down. It doesn't, there's a lot of things that just shut down. You know, there's, there's not even breakfast on Mondays. We, check places like,
0: oh, we just don't do Mondays. That's a thing that we don't do here. Yeah. Um, well, I tell everyone the Portland work week is Tuesday through Saturday. Cuz <laughs> Sunday and Monday are you're obviously closed. Like, obviously. You haven't seen that uh Theo's operates that way. I think they might be open Mondays now, but okay. Yeah, it's a Sunday lounge for a while, same thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so so it didn't it didn't hit the way you expected it to. Uh, when did you start working? Because when I met you, you were working on the Chuck and Buck Show, which was a weekly comedy show at Dante's. And I, did you were you previously helping out Ed Foreman, or had you done anything with Ed prior? Aaron, yeah, yeah uh, Aaron Ross I was we talked about him on this. Had him on the show.
1: Right. So I, I like pulled out for a while and
2: I, I didn't do anything. I remember like there's there's a lot in Portland I, I uh I had to miss out on and I, and I felt like that's what really kind of compelled me back into school. I went to PSU eventually. Um, I had to get myself rooted, get myself fixed fixated here in town, and then um, I, I went to PSU.
1: And I remember uh, my first like comedy experience in Portland other than taking a couple of open mics and doing okay, liking it, liking the city
2: an improv class that really got me. I showed up and I looked at the, the roster at PSU and they had two classes. One was called How to Be Funny and uh, H-O-W-2, the number
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Improv did, and I I rolled into the second improv class, one of two, and uh, they had all learned skills in improv. And I said, (laughs) "And
0: they're like, yes, no." The it's, uh, improv group corporate n- corporate headquarters and What's the name of Okay the improv group Was called Corporate Headquarters Okay uh, corporate headquarters, um, so I love the names Of improv groups Personally They're yeah,
1: always funny. It kind of good
2: Right improv when they're just doing improv instead of teaching it because they were like really learning how to perform instead of learning the skills anymore. Right. And uh I was like, oh yeah, I can I can I can figure it out. Like usual I'd always throw myself into situations way over my head and say, I'll just figure it out along the way. And uh so I like made some friends and I was so impressed. I became an instant fan. I was in the back As students, I don't know if anybody stayed with improv, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, this is it, this is, like, the, the thing that I want to do, and I did the class, we had a performance, and I, I remember it stuck with me forever, I didn't have enough time to get into comedy for the longest time, I always made excuses, uh, like, I can't do it right now because I have to make money, I can't do this because I'm busy, and uh, I can't do, you know, I can't do this thing that I really love, and I don't really want to get back into it, but I, like, I, like, lived in that moment, like, I, like, I, I uh, obsessed about that stupid I always think about it, and talk about it, as a thing. Like, kind like that high school student who played football and never forgot it. Like, I
1: got, I can do that. I got to keep, I got to do this thing. Yeah.
0: I sucked at it too. It was so bad. It Was
1: the worst at improv. It was the worst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're yes maybeing everything. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
2: I talked to Scott Parker and I said, Scott, you know, I was like, I'm going to your class as a student, in this class, and told him that I was like, trying to do everything with improv Super annoying. Like, let me hear your class,
0: let me do everything. Give me everything you know right now. Yeah. The worst way to do it just be there in the moment, you know? No, but no, I fully understand, yeah.
2: step out in pop class and I ended up classing
1: the grovy at the same time I took extra classes at whatever group my kid Now
0: Ian Carmel started teaching some of those right um, not at the time you were there cuz Grace Sadie came on the show and she took improv classes from Ian Carmel Oh man that's
1: that's awesome that would be a a great deal I think you know he used to TA in the first class with Ned McKinney he, he was not really teaching as much
2: he was down there he was teaching but he only has you
0: know a certain amount of classes. right if your line up, you know, Yeah he takes yeah totally
2: shows and that was huge for me huge boost to my self esteem and made me like really try to push harder it's like okay I got picked for something this is this is fucking awesome this is this is it like, I got picked for something and I thought that was it you know like the think it's, it's so funny I, I always like I didn't know what the hell was going on you don't know what's going on in the scene you don't understand what's happening life. like this every time you get to something like I'm getting the point like, this is it yeah I <laughs> so I in this, this group with them, and uh, I sucked, man. I just, I've always continually sucked. Uh, it took me for a long time to get to the point where I, I think I'm okay now. You know, you're not always going to have your, the people who hate you and say, I
0: I don't really like to be that. Right. But uh, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I've
1: learned some of the basics pretty well, ah. and I've learned
2: uh, to be myself a little bit more on stage. I've gotten better, but I think I went from a point in time where it's like just doing improv uh with, was struggling to try to like fit into other people's ideas and expectations of what they were and um, went from that oh, man, where'd it go from that? Took uh, took classes elsewhere. Many classes in town as I could. I ended up like the liberators classes, taking improv classes with them, and those guys were amazing.
1: I mean I just never have never had like a bad class. You never have a bad
0: class. So and I going over today, but that's fine. Like I don't really have it's 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 yeah, it is what it is. Um two things. Uh eh, we're we're past the mark, but I it's fine. Don't even worry about it. Um I don't it's not like I have a limit. It's the internet, you know what I mean? There's no there's no real limit. Um I have two I have two kind of things I want to tie into this though because first of all, I want to I want to at least hit on some points of Portland to try to try to like pull out cuz the what you're talking about is all related cuz these classes, the Brody Theater is a big deal, Portland State's a big deal but I need to get a feel for for your involvement in the city itself so I got to get that in otherwise I'm not doing justice but I got to bring up Dennis Williams because you and him did the news at one point in time for the Chuck Frederickson show the Chuck and Buck show or whatever who I always lo- I just got a copy of Basketball Jones CD which is <laughs> which is Buck and Buck's been like out of my life since he left the show. Other than two times I bumped into him and this random friend of a friend gave us a CD and I'm like, basketball Jones like that's Buck. And he's like, you know, Buck. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, so Buck's putting on a CD this, this like this last week. So yeah. And, and I, and I can't remember. I recently found out, uh, basketball Jones is a reference to, but yeah, (laughs) Buck's awesome. Um, The Basketball Jones is a reference to somebody else. Somebody else has a song. I don't know who it was now, but I recently found out that Basketball Jones is a reference to something else. Somebody else put out that. But uh, anyway. I have no idea what Basketball Jones is a reference to. Somebody put out a song, and I I, I heard it recently, and I'm like, oh, shit. He didn't just make that up. But uh, moving forward, Dennis Williams, who has not been on the show yet, totally has agreed, we'll get him on, not a problem, um, uh, he has a podcast. and I mean, this is first. I'm going to tie it in with what I have to deal with, and then I'll tie it in with you and, and why I like the guy. And uh, but uh, he has a podcast too, the Dennis Williams Show, which is also an internet radio show that's broadcast live. Which I've I've dealt with. I I'm, I'm actually leaning towards maybe making this a UStream channel and just setting up a little GoPro and broadcasting the GoPro footage online at the same time as we do the interview, so some people can watch it live and some people can watch it or listen to it later. Um. But uh, I saw on a Portland podcast website a review of the Chuck and Buck show with co-host Cody McCuller. And I was like, I read the thing, and it was like, dick and fart jokes can be funny, but on this podcast, they overwhelm you and are not, or something to that (laughs) extent. And I forwarded the information to Dennis, not in the sense of being like, look what the internet's talking shit about you again, because I'm a podcaster, and I think this website's doing a shitty disservice to a funny show, and they're not even being open about it, they're obviously being very... And then if you read their other reviews, they love, like, food and drink, like, websites, and they hate, like, anything political. So, I'm like, it's a very biased website. But it's one of the first Google searches if you Google Portland Podcasts. And... Yeah. That's what he loves. Okay. He spent all of his time, uh, jokes. So I forwarded the information. I'm like, hey man, this website's dissing your shit and it's one of the only things when you Google Portland Podcast. And he's like, Cool man, write a cool review on my shit. I don't give a fuck. And then I was like, I realized like I'm like, I'm sending you negative information without even attempting to do that. And I'm like, I no longer will bring up a review to anybody that's negative. Because of that interaction with him. Because I feel like giving somebody an art critique, even vicariously through somebody else, is rude. You know what I mean? Because in some sense, I'm validating it, even though I'm not agreeing with it, just by giving it more life than it already had. Well, I, mean, I don't know about that. I think, uh,
1: I think, uh, I think something to be said by, by
2: uh, if, if it's a living,
0: something you want to talk about. There, you know, if you talk, do you think wait, Dennis... Questions? Do you think Dennis Williams Googles Dennis Williams? I don't
1: think Dennis Williams mm. Googles
0: Dennis Williams. Exactly. You see, and that's something that, to me, I think you got to know your audience. Because if they do Google themselves, they already know it. And if they don't Google themselves, they don't fucking care. I think
1: Dennis Williams, um, I don't to
2: Dennis Williams. I think Dennis Williams knows what he wants to do. And that's completely fine. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody comes out and says, that's not what I wanted to see, I don't think he's really there for that. I think he's writing comedy for himself.
0: And that's his own, you know, did you enjoy doing the news with him on a weekly basis? I, I, I there, there, yeah, I did overall. Uh, you know, like in a show, it was great. He has a work ethic, he shows up, he gets things done. Um, I never had
2: to think that, that Dennis would ever be unprepared. Yeah, It wasn't unreal that day. Like, I'm screwed right now because I fucked up. And, and I tell them the same thing. Like, I am not prepared this week. I'm not prepared. I need your help. It was great to have that. Um, but uh, it was hard to have uh, a matching voice. You know, like, I wanted something from that show, and I guess I didn't know what I wanted from that show at that point in time. And trying to, you know when, you, you know when you're trying to get something, but you don't know exactly how to vocalize it? kinda of get angry. You yeah. Know, you know, just like, like, yourself, like, I want something but I don't know what that is, so you can't put it in words. I guess that we had two people not clearly communicating on what they wanted and not having a fixed project that came towards one
0: focal point. Right.
2: So we had two people writing jokes and putting them out one
0: after another. Right. Uh, and and I mean, you guys might have seen, you might have known the infighting or the in, the imbalance or the attempt to try to, people always wanting stage time. Um, from the audience perspective, it was hilarious, and it reminded me harken back to like a uh, uh, news update when Seth Meyers had Amy Poehler, you know, or Jimmy Fallon had uh, Tina Fey. But 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 you know what I mean? Like when when Seth Meyers takes over update himself, the show doesn't lose any comedy. It's as funny as it can be, it, it's just one perspective. you, you lose, lose a perspective. perspective. Exactly. A perspective. And, and I, I could see something really amazing about um, two people going in very strongly
2: opinionated and saying what they, they can do. And I I, I had to, uh, you know, like, I think the, the The thing is Is trying to put aside your ego and not trying to, like, be on stage saying, Oh, I'm going to be
1: better than you and I'm going to show it. I tried to enjoy his jokes. People right. Say my joke and then turn and listen to and what, what his to was. So, yeah. Community.
0: He he won't hear it but some people will anonymous people most people i know don't listen so Dennis, you're fine on that you know,
1: Dennis listen my and I would listen and then his and I he would listen go back and forth through our set
2: list and then we'd
0: it was good well uh, I think Portland's been good to you. I think it's time to transition in the game. We've already gone 40 minutes, which is hilarious. Sorry. No, don't even be sorry, dog. It's content, man, and I, and I never would want to interrupt it, and I want to get your story out, or at least part of it, and we can always revisit on another episode. I'm always willing to have guests back. I haven't yet had a single guest back, <laughs> but um, I, uh, I, I get a lot of inquiries from people that have been on the show that <laughs> won't. You're telling me that, like, hey, I just want you to know
1: <laughs> um.
0: You that. You that about me. <laughs> um uh, have you talked to people that i've dated because that sounds like something i might have said at some point um but seriously i feel
1: like i feel like this is different though i feel like i'm gonna, date <coughs> I'm
2: gonna hang out with
0: friends. it is time for the fastest growing and popularity game questions with Mikkel. i'm Mikkel. i have some questions here we go uh these questions are portland centric uh 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 i like the city of portland i enjoy the city of portland i i like to revel in its history it's it's contemporaneous and whatever the fuck portland has to offer so um the uh surrounding area recently got a baseball team to replace what at one point was the portland beavers not really to replace them but as to uh to bring back baseball to the metro area. Uh, they are named for one of the most important ingredients, including in an IPA, uh, of beer. Um, do you know the name of this outlying Portland city sports team? Great ingredient in beer, very present in India Pale Ales.
2: Um, this is a baseball team. I, I don't, so I'm going to try that. I'm going to say it's a, it's a baseball team here in Portland.
0: It's currently, it's actually home-based in Hillsboro. And it's a single based,
2: A. They're, they're based off an
1: ingredient in beer.
0: Correct. Okay, I feel like I'm... Again, I'm learning from this one. Let's call it the hops. Hillsborough hops. Hillsborough hops is correct, indeed. So you got the first one right.
1: Are you sure it's not about based on a 1990s hip hop? Or...
0: Um, or uh, I was going to go with hopscotch, but I couldn't even figure out a way to... Uh, how do you, what if older people created a game where they had to jump over a scotch bottle without knocking it over and it would be adult hopscotch. Okay. Uh, question two. Um, it is a beautiful day today. It's sunny, warm. It's like 90 something out there. I've been in air conditioning ever since I left my house. I got on a bus immediately, took it to a max, took the max right around the corner, got in here. It's air conditioned. I'm not even noticing that it's fucking hot as shit out there. A lot of people like to float during this time of the year. Can you name for me one of the rivers that is most popular to the activity of the float? One is named for a city on your way to Mount Hood. It's one of the places you might stop for like a breakfast burrito or rent some gear on the way up to Mount Hood. The other one is named for a county that's adjacent to our current county. <laughs> which, which of those rivers do you think you can name? The river wants you to say it. (laughs) The river's always moist. (laughs) It's always moist and cold, which is weird, you know, it's an odd combo. (laughs) I gotta ask for your answer. Mr. Baird, what is the name of a river people commonly float on during hot days? Is this all stalling? Do you not know? Do you need more hints? Because I give people hints all day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. What is your answer? What river do people float on? Sandy Sandy River. Exactly. (laughs) Or the Clackamas uh, are the best ones to float on. Some people float on the Willamette, but they have syphilis. Or gonorrhea. I don't know. I don't go to the hospital a lot. Question. I think you just went out of <laughs> 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 a Fire. Okay, final question. You, could, you can get on the leaderboard with everybody else. I typically try to make this question harder. It normally isn't, though. Um, let's go with uh, Portland is a town that has... Plenty of strip clubs, plenty of places to get beer, plenty of distilleries. It, it can be considered and construed to a, a sinful town, if as it were, you know. Where in the most adjacent area to us right now, Backspace, Fifth Avenue in Davis, could I either procure liquor or a lap dance? Liquor or a lap dance? I feel like that's
2: Search I mean as a scientist, are you saying one or the other? Because there's a bar like <laughs>
0: next door. You can literally get liquor or you can go somewhere else and get it. Are we saying liquor and I'm saying liquor or liquor <laughs> or <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. We, um, we've moved on. Uh, okay. Liquor. I mean okay. Where could you get liquor and a lap dance? Mary's, uh, yeah, that's good. I think, well, I looked to Magic Gardens, but I think Magic Gardens, Spice, and Mary's Club are probably within three blocks. That's pretty close. I was like two, that's like two clicks, as opposed to like three clicks, yeah. Or maybe even four clicks, because it's on Broadway, but you know what, I'm going to give you Mary's, because I like the cut of your jib. And uh, so we've actually come to the plugs portion Which is prior to the best part of the show Which is my uh, arbitrary question So do you have any plugs? Do you have anything to plug? Is there anything coming up? Are you doing any open mics? Do people Do you have a website? Are you committing a public suicide at some point? Is there anything you want anybody to see? Watch here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know At my work we always tell each other To go ahead and kill ourselves I don't know We have a dark sense of humor (laughs) <laughs> it really is. I haven't named it because I just made that joke. So I'll, I'll keep it out of the, the vernacular. But right. uh, okay, so yes, I have a, I have a plug. I have. Is it, it an plug? <laughs> a plug.
2: capital
0: A plug. I have an a plug. I have an a plug. <laughs> Are you having a summer and an a plug? i out, coming out through my end plug. <laughs> <laughs> <my laughs> Winter DJ night is what um, I'm saying. Go DJ. <laughs> wow, I just got
1: <laughs> a form of known as <laughs> uh, Okay, so I've got a show coming up at the Brody Theater. Excellent.
0: Doors at nine o'clock. Doors at eight promptly. And
2: we're going to sell out the first one. We've got a lot of people coming.
0: Ten bucks, fifteen bucks, ten bucks. I think it's eight per student. I'm I'm thinking. Um, Some
2: people, some people, you know, have trouble affording ten dollars.
0: I've tried. I have trouble figuring out when 30 minutes in, so I'm probably going to have to, uh, but yeah. Six beats. So uh, final part of this to show, it's the arbitrary question where I ask you a question intending for you to get it wrong. Two people in the 28 episode history have gotten it right, including my last interview with metal guitarist Peter Claibart, who figured out what's the best strip club in Portland. answer was Acropolis. When we were in the same vicinity as we are now, he still said this uh I'm gonna try to all right let's let's do it do it uh it literally just sounds like you're back at cock okay um your question you have you have uh spec scripts or writing here you have a laptop open you are a writer yeah. I gotta ask you where in Portland is the best place to write Nick Baird. I'm sorry, Nick. I re- I, I, here. Um, street, I so really uh, I I really wanted you to get this one right, but uh, the best place to write in Portland is obviously on the marquee out front of the Rose Garden because everyone will see it. So I appreciate right so. I, I I appreciate your time today, Nick, and uh, I wish you well. And everyone should go check you out at the Brody Theater. Not a problem. You're welcome. Take care.